Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. In an unusual turn of events, my shirt has color in it now. It does, yeah. It's like, it's like and I've mine gone, is black and white. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like I, I've uh, mysteriously crossed that threshold in the film where it changes from from black and white to color, uh, and I'm about to learn that the real beauty was inside me all along. Uh, <laughs> inside all along. You know, uh, speaking of that, um, I just saw a TikTok that explained how they shot that scene where oh. she opens the door for the first time. So how they did it was there's actually two Dorothy's. Okay. So there's one Dorothy that's wearing a like sepia toned version of her outfit makeup to match to make her look black and white. Okay. The inside of the house is painted all sepia tones to make it look black and white. And then outside is is actual color. So the false Dorothy um, steps up to the door. She opens the door and she's holding Toto. She opens the door and then she backs out of frame, hands Toto to the real Dorothy, uh, who to Judy Garland, who then walks out of the door in her full color dress and everything Whoa. like that. And so that way it was that's how they did the one seamless shot because it's one seamless shot. Yeah, of that she opens the door and she walks out. There's no cutting there. You know they didn't they didn't do match frame cuts uh, very well back in 1934 or whatever it was. Right. Uh, so like. Yeah, so that's how they did it. They did that's basically the so cowboy cool. shuffle. <laughs> Dorothy does the cowboy shuffle, and that's how they uh, they did it. I like honestly, like to this day, that is still one of the the coolest moments in film to me. Like that, yeah. that transition, that like like sudden vivid pop of color reveal in a film that had been black and white, and just like boom, like now, like. Now we're really getting into the story here. Now we're doing um, it. Yeah. I, I just, I love that. I love that. And learning how they, like, they, we talked about when, when we made Somnium almost exactly a year ago at this point. Um, yeah. We, like, learning how the things are made doesn't make them less magical. <laughs> no, in fact, it, it makes, it makes the making of even more magical. Cause it's like, yeah. wow, like you really pulled that off. That's yeah. awesome. And like, Oh, look at all the things that go into how you do said thing. Yeah. I think it, I think it makes it more interesting. I'm, I'm a fan of like learning how all that works. 
yeah. So, so uh, just in case anybody is it doesn't know, uh, I use the term cowboy shuffle. So, cowboy shuffle refers to uh, you know again, it's referring back to old cowboy films, old westerns. Mm-hmm. But basically, what it is is the stunt person you know would would like fall off the building off you know to the bottom of the frame and then the hero would stand up and they would yep. see them and that's how they shuffled the actors so you could do one continuous shot where the person would you know do the cool thing fall down and then the hero would just get up and be ready to go and you you know it looked like it was all the same person but it was not that it was you know two different people that was re- that's referred to as the cowboy shuffle that's really um, cool so that's that's a cool film term uh about that but uh um, but yeah, so uh, cowboy cowboys pew 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 pew. <laughs> I so throwing s- guns at vampires, throwing guns at vampires. Which <laughs> you know, by the way, I think we should mention right off the bat. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure to do so. Our fifth anniversary is next week, not this coming five Sunday, years. but the following Sunday. We've been doing this for five years. That is wild to us. So the first film we did was a movie called Billy the Kid vs. Dracula. So in all of March, we're doing all Dracula-themed movies. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'll talk about that next week. But this coming Sunday, we're talking about a movie called Seven Days, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. which came out in 2021. So you want the 2021 version. Not the Uh, 2010 version. Oh, my God. Not the 2010 version. If if the poster looks like it's written in blood, you are watching the wrong movie. Yes. Uh, You want the cute Indian American romance one. Yes. Um, So, uh, yeah. So that's where it is. That movie is currently streaming on Hulu, uh, where you can go and watch that. But until then... A few new things have come out. You know, yeah. we, we just talked about uh, Seven Days as a is a Indian American rom com. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Another big rom com with some you know big people, uh, yeah. you know, well known people just came out on Netflix called Your Place or Mine. So this movie just came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, it stars Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon. Oh, weird! Um, but more specifically. Tig Notaro is in this movie. Yeah. And Tig is hilarious and almost worth the movie. <laughs> so the plot of the movie is uh Ashton and Reese uh hooked up, you know, whatever, X number of years ago. Like we're talking decades ago. Uh, you know, hooked up 20 years ago. They had like a one-night fling. You know, the next day he's like, eh, I don't want to do this. And he kind of ghosts her. And then she like, uh, you know, confronts him about it. And he's like, I just didn't want a thing. And they end up just becoming best friends. So okay. they've been inseparable best friends for the past 20 years. But at some point during this time, let's say 10 years ago from today, Ashton moves out to L.A. She lives uh, or no. She lives in LA. Ashton moves to New York City. Okay. So off they go to their opposite. So they're on opposite sides of the coast, but they still call each other every day, right? They Aww. talk every day. They're like really involved in each other's lives. You know, they come and visit and all that kind of thing. And it's a really weird scenario. I'm not really sure. Like the 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 logistics of it kind of don't make sense, but for some reason. Uh, Reese Witherspoon has to go to New York City to take this week-long class to which she'll end up getting a degree in something accounting, some sort of math thing for accounting. Sure. Um, to which she she never really wanted to be an accountant. She wanted to be an editor, a book editor. And he works in consulting, but he never wanted to be a consultant. He wanted to be an author. That was kind of like the thing, why they uh, like got together. Of course, yes. Um, but he now he works in consulting. So she's like, hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to come to New York City. I'm going to visit you. We're going to hang out. Like, it's going to be cool. Um, but she has a son from a previous marriage. She 
she's now divorced and she has like an 11 year old son. Um, and she's like, you know, my son's going to be with the babysitter, which is, um, Rachel Bloom, by the way, uh, who <laughs> was in, uh, my crazy ex-girlfriend and more recently in the show reboot, which got canceled, mm -hmm. which is very sad. I really enjoyed that show, but it got canceled. Mm. Um, she ends up not being able to babysit. Now the kid doesn't have a babysitter. And you reach for this one's like, ah, what the hell do I do? Like, I really need to go take this course in New York. And Ashton Kutcher's like, oh, I know. We'll just house swap. You come stay at my place. I'll go stay at your place and watch your kid while you go stay at my place and, you know, do, do your class thing. So they house swap. Okay. I know. It gets really, it's really convoluted. It okay. really doesn't make sense. So they house swap. So here's the thing. There's only two scenes in this whole movie. I mean, two scenes, not like flashbacks. I mean, two scenes, period, in which Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon are actually in the same room together. And one of them is a flashback to when they first met. And then the other scene is the end of the movie. So by the time the end of the movie happens and they get together, all this other stuff has happened, you know, because he lives this kind of crazy swinging lifestyle and, you know, oh. a new girl every three months. And she lives this very reserved suburban mom house style where everything is post-it note labeled, of course. you know, and like, so they have these very conflicting things. And, you know, she's living in his house. She ends up hooking up with this dude. He ends up, you know, over at her house. But for some reason, they end up together in the movie. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, no. you guys don't even, like, you're not even in the same room. Like, it was just really weird. And I, I, you know, bring this up and I brought this, I bring this up in the episode we talk about this Sunday, where we see a love story happen when the two people are not with each other because yeah. of the scenario that's happening. But in this one, it didn't work. It really didn't. The, they're separated the entire time, and when they do actually get back together, it's when he she uh, flies back home, um, and they end up meeting up at the airport, and they have the airport moment. I'm just like, what? What? Like this? This just does not work for me. And you know, there there was these jokes going along online of when they went to the premiere of the movie. You know, they were seen in public, and it you know they very much looked like they didn't want to be in the same room together. Um, which you know turned out to be a funny thing where I guess Mila Kunis like called them on like a group call in the middle of the red carpet thing, and was like what the hell are you guys doing? Like, act like you like each other. Uh, and it was really funny. Like, it became this whole ordeal. And, you know, they did. It wasn't like they don't like each other. It's just they were being very, like, in, like, formal with each other. So it didn't look like they were like, hey, we just shot a movie together. So because weird. they didn't. They didn't shoot a movie together because they're not in any scenes together. Yeah. So they never had to shoot their parts together aside from the two scenes, which they probably all shot on the same day because yeah. they all take place in the same location. Yeah. So it was like... It was really weird. It was really weird rom-com because I was like, she should have been with the other dude. Like it made sense for her to be with the guy that she hooks up with in New York. And it makes sense for him to, I don't know, go be with somebody else. You oh. know, like it did not make sense for them to be together. And if they've been best friends forever, then why can't they just be friends? Like, can't they just why? be best friends? They clearly worked as best friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was that's... very weird. It was a very weird movie. You know, that's another one, like, should you watch it? I don't know. I mean, it was still cute. I liked both of their individual stories. Just the minute that it, it became a thing where they were, like, romantic with each other, I was like, hmm, no. 
Oh, no, no, I mean, no. We're, we're good. Go back to the other stories, because that was interesting. That's kind of how I feel, mo- like, how I view most rom-com stories, though, is like, did this really need to happen? Nah. But, like, right. this feels, like, even more so, like, that just feels forced in order to make a point. It was. It was very, very forced to make a point, which, yeah, it, it was really weird. Um, you know, I don't know. Have you guys seen it? You know, let us know down below in the comments. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe. Uh, If you're listening on your podcast player of choice, hit up our main accounts at night shift MG, uh, everywhere, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, let us know. Did you watch it? Is there a better rom-com that came out recently that I should watch? I haven't watched somebody I used to know. Apparently it has a really good ending for a rom-com. Um, that one stars Alison Brie and is directed by Dave Franco, her husband. Um, it's supposed to be really good and I guess it does a cool twist on rom-coms. I'll probably watch it tonight. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Should I watch that instead? Let me know. I, I need to know. I, I mean, I, it sounds like you probably should watch that one. I'm going um, to. Wait, not, not a lot new in, in our household lately. Uh, in fact, uh, a couple nights ago, we, we didn't end up watching any television at all because we actually took a little date night out to see a play or more specifically a musical. Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, at this point, it would be almost five years ago. Uh, I told you about uh, watching a musical starring Anna Kendrick called The Last Five Years, where yes. there's this story of a couple like told uh, from like each of their perspectives, but in reverse, like opposite order. Like hers starts at the end, his starts at the beginning, and you go back the other way. Uh, I saw a local production of that that was just really phenomenal. Just, oh, that's like, awesome. Literally just the the two cast members and the orchestra and then like one extra for a particular scene that's just uh, basically is for all intents and purposes she's essentially set piece uh because she has no speaking <laughs> cool. lines or anything like that uh but really really neat to kind of go out and, and have that experience again but uh what we have watched recently there's been some uh some shows coming back for for new seasons uh that we're getting back into um, you know, we love cooking shows. Uh, so yep. we, uh, we've been watching the, the new season of next level chef, uh, which if you're unfamiliar is a premise where there are three teams competing against one another, uh, each led by a known and respective chef, uh, Naisha, chef blaze, and of course, Gordon Ramsay. Um, and they're competing to, to get you know, a spot in one of three kitchens. The top level chef is or kitchen is this like immaculate, like everything stocked to the to the gills, like beautiful brand new equipment. The mid level is more like what you would see in a tr- typical commercial kitchen, and then the basement is just like everything is falling. It's like apart. my kitchen, yeah. It's, it's like a just, galley kitchen, and it's, everything is cramped, and all the equipment's old and whatnot. And so the initial way that the the show seemed to be pitched was that each each week each team would be vying uh, to like make it up to the the top, and like if you slipped, you you might go down a level, you might go down two, someone else might go up, and uh, so like there would be like constant movement uh like intentionally but season one was all like randomized like they would get in the elevator and it would just take them to a level and they'd have to adapt to that which was a neat concept but that's not really how it was pitched this new season is exactly how they're doing it like you know the winning team from from the first like it starts out randomized but the winning team from the first round earns that top spot and then you know middle team and then the the team whose uh, player was eliminated first is in the basement and like each week that's how the order gets shuffled around and I, I really like that we're only two weeks in uh some some really interesting stuff some some fun characters uh developing but uh just like 
that's 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 been fun to see a show de- like more deliver on its original promise that uh, uh, that's been exciting. But of course, the real big news uh, this past week has been the return of the third and final season of Star Trek Picard. Of yeah. course, only one episode in. I'm not going to spoil anything um, other than to say that uh, one episode in, I am a thousand percent not disappointed. Uh, I am so, so excited for this season. And uh, given that this is likely going to be like, first of all, I um, I struggled like even going back and rewatching all good things and like what, like how emotional I get about like the ending of the, uh, of the next generation, because that was such a, you know, a big part of my childhood. Uh, but now 20 <clears throat> ish years later, whatever, like seeing like we're, we're, gonna finally get like a real end to the next generation storyline and all of those characters you know because we had the movies and whatnot so that always kind of left it feeling more open-ended and more perpetual um, like it was in perpetuity instead yeah, of like ended yeah yeah same same thing that happened with you know the several uh films that existed in the the original series franchise and even like generations how that like kind of passed the torch and whatnot there's there, like it takes a while for there to be like a true wrap up to these storylines. Uh, and this season of Picard uh, seems to be hinting at that we are going to like finally get a true uh, ending and true closure to those characters' storylines. And uh, I am both excited, like thrilled, but also like I don't think I'm emotionally prepared. Uh, for how heavy the season's probably going to be, but absolutely gorgeously shot. Um, you know, Next Generation, for all its you know sci-fi uh, like hopefulness and occasional adventure and whatnot, very much a melodrama. This is like people have been using the word cinematic to describe it, and I think that that's appropriate. It is just absolutely beautiful visuals, very like very 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 high budget and very very well written and. They're creating some some really great tension, but like familiar characters are back, and I just I'm so excited. So that's that's where I am right now is just just champing at the bit for <laughs> the rest of this season to drop. That's that's it. I so I binged season one and two back to back, and I because I, I didn't have Paramount Plus at the time that they released, and uh, I really enjoyed them. I liked the conclusion of Q mm-hmm. uh, from season two. I thought yes. that was a really great storyline. I loved that you know because that was one of those like. Star Trek Next Generation ends, and I'm like, hey, so Q still exists. Yeah, that's and a whole like, thing. That was a whole very big, you know, that's like from episode one of mm-hmm. Star Trek, you know, that is episode one of Star Trek Next Generation is Q. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's a looming thing. And I, I like that he got his for real ending. So that was really good. So I did like that. Um, I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah, um, I think, I think you're, uh, you'll, you'll be happy with, uh, this, this first episode. And we, we were talking a little bit about it with our friend Casey from Superpod HeroCast and where no mom has gone before. I hadn't watched it yet at the time. So I got to pop, pop back into that group chat and, uh, give my first impressions. But, oh, this, this new era track, like I, I say it every single time it comes up, but just has been so, so great for someone who's been literally a lifelong fan to see yeah. these new stories come and these new ways of telling like, the older stories and just seeing them finally given like the like rich, full treatment that they deserved. Yeah, completely. Um, yeah, so speaking of shows coming back, mm-hmm. uh, so another show came back, and this one was kind of a surprise 
because there wasn't really a lot of fanfare about it. Uh, but Carnival Row, uh, which is a show that stars Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne, uh, it has is now back for a season two on Amazon Prime. Which is hilarious because immediately before we hit we hit record, I was telling you that uh, Ellen paused on that one as we were scrolling through looking for something to watch the other day, and was like. I can't decide if this looks good or not. So now is your time, your turn to tell us if we should watch it. It's absolutely terrible and I fucking love it. <laughs> uh, it's, it is really bad. Like it is, it's very, it's, I mean, listen, man, like dope fairy sex. I'm all for it. Like I know that. it is season one, at least season two hasn't been very sexy so far, uh, but season one, very sexy. You know, there's like, Fairies having sex and the wings flapping. It's all very sexy and everything's really cool. Um, the plot, you know, the the plot of Carnival Row is um, all mythical creatures exist. So there's, you know, there's pucks and, and fairies and, and all sorts of creatures all over the place. And obviously, because people are terrible, there's this huge racial, racial divide of course. Um, between humans and non-humans they call them critch uh and you know so there's this this divide between the humans and the critch you know they were very integrated into society but you know for the most part they're very second class citizen give or take a few you know who who hold positions of power and uh during the big episode of, of you know during the season one there becomes a whole thing where it's basically like nope all critch are you know basically internment camp style like it's a whole thing and then there's oh, a revolution wow. um I like it because there's a lot of the fantasy elements to it. It is a fantasy uh, story. Mm -hmm. um, the love story between Orlando Bloom and, and Carl DeLevine uh, is cute. It's okay. Um, it wasn't, like, it didn't hit me like this big, oh my God, my heart, my romance. You know, like, I didn't feel as much for those characters. Like, when they get together, I'm like... Yeah, cool. But mm -hmm. I'm not like, oh my God, like this is the greatest love story ever told. I'm just like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're cute and they're both really good looking and I like to watch that them be together and that's great. <laughs> you know, like they're both they're both sexy looking. Um, you know, so it's cool. It is very cheesy though, and there is and here's the thing though about season two is one there wasn't really a lot of promotion to talk about Carnival Row coming back for season two. But the other catch is season one came out over three years ago. Um, so when I watched season two, episode one, there was a long recap and I was like, I don't remember any of this. I don't remember any of this happening. I don't remember the people. I remember Orlando Bloom and Carla DeLevingne having sex. I remember that the critch get thrown in the jail thing, and that is it. And they're, like, showing all these other characters and all this, like, political intrigue. And I'm like, I don't remember shit about... I don't remember fuck about shit. I don't remember <laughs> any of this shit. And they're, like, going in, and he's like... Yeah, you remember what happened to George. And I'm like, no, I don't. Who the fuck is George? <laughs> Who is George? I don't remember this. This was over three years ago. I don't know any of this. The wildest part about that to me is that the poster advertising season two says the final season as though this yes. has been like this epic long running series that like <laughs> right. everybody knows about it. And like, this has been like the most anticipated like finale of, of the decade or whatever. But like, sounds nah, like that's bro. not the case <laughs> that is that is not the case uh i i don't even think that carnival row got a lot of uh good press the first time around um you know i think it was one of those shows that sort of like happened you know but it it, it unlike netflix 
Um, you know, Amazon doesn't put out as many new things as as Netflix. You know, nobody really produces content as much as Netflix. Sure. Uh, you know, which is why this is the other side of like, oh, Netflix is just going to cancel it. Yeah, but they probably don't cancel shows. Uh, or actually, they don't cancel shows at a higher rate than any of the other broadcast stations than like the CW or Fox or anything like sure. that. It's a 67% retention rate for new shows. This is this is standard across broadcast. We're talking get it with an antenna TV, you know, regular cable, you know, or even just like cable shows like mm-hmm. USA, TNT, you know, Nickelodeon, like, you know, Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, those sort of things, not yeah, streaming yeah. sites. They're at, they cancel shows at the same rate. It's just bigger because Netflix shows have a larger fanfare and drop all in one shot. So you mm-hmm. kind of like live in the whole series in one shot. And then they're like, ha fuck you. And the show is gone. And you're like, what the hell, dude? I've just been obsessed with this show for a week, you know, because I've watched, you know, 12 episodes of it in one week as opposed yeah. to it, you know, drawing out. Yeah. Um, so it's a little different. So Amazon doesn't really do that. So when Amazon cancels a show, it's just kind of like, oh, I forgot that show, you know, because it was like, you know, Amazon put out like six shows last year total. Netflix brought out six new things like this week. Right. Uh, Actually, Netflix has a brand new property every Friday. They're carrying on that thing they did last year where every Friday there's a new original Netflix thing happening, um, which is crazy. I mean, that that is pretty wild, especially knowing how many of them are going to to get canceled and like... Yeah. like you and I have had this conversation and most likely we've done it with the, the, the recording rolling uh, <laughs> like that just, it makes it feel like really hard to want to get into something. It does. Uh, either knowing that it was already canceled or knowing that like it could be like you could find out it was canceled when you're halfway through episode three of the, you know, the, the first season of, you know, two or whatever, uh, or yeah. it just, it, like at any moment it's just gone. And like, that's, that's frustrating. It's, it's, it's hits more with the binge model, uh, thing is because you spend so much time. Like, you know, if you figure, you know, the average show that we're talking about is anywhere between eight and 10 episodes and about an hour long. So you spend 10 hours typically, you know, I'm going to say typically, you know, but if you're anything like me and what we know a lot of people are doing, you watched all 10 episodes over the course of a weekend. Yeah. So when that news hits, you're like, well, what the fuck did I waste all that time for? Whereas opposed to a regular show, like a show you would watch on Fox where you spent 12 weeks or even or even half a year. You know, sometimes you spend like, you know, five, six months on a show because there was six episodes and then there was a, a you know, a winter break and then there was another six episodes and it took place over the course of like September to April, which is yeah. what shows usually were. By the time April hits, you're gone through that whole season. But because you're only seeing it once a week and only for a short period of time when the cancellation hits you're kind of like oh yeah that show it's a little different because you don't you don't get as like involved with it as you would a binge model show like i need a new thing for thursday nights and not like i like you already know when you binge a show that you're going to have to wait you know like in most cases at least a year sometimes three or four uh for another season to come but then like there's that uncertainty of like any time within that the three or four years it just might not happen yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, I tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, we got a brand new episode coming up this Sunday. You don't have to wait three years, uh, and we've been doing it for five years. Brand yeah. new episode every week. We're the longest running podcast uh, in the history of podcasts. I'm not going to look that fact up, but I'm going <laughs> to claim it to be true um, uh, that we are it's the not, longest running uh, podcast in for... the history of all podcasts 
named the Never Heard of It podcast. For legal reasons, I have to acknowledge that it's not true. Michael doesn't, <laughs> but I do. I don't have to do shit. <laughs> uh, so we got a brand new episode coming out this Sunday. Again, the movie Seven Days streaming on Hulu. So if you're the type of person that watches movies before we review them, that is where to go uh, to do that. And if not, you know, just listen to the episode. Decide if you want to watch the movie. We'll tell you what we thought, and you can go from there. But do you it. don't need to listen to us. No, no. You don't have to take our word for it. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, but you should. You should. Uh, it is pretty flawless. Even even uh, LeBar Burton says you should. This is true. Uh, also legal reasons that he definitely <laughs> didn't say that. Uh, but he should. It's true. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks a lot for watching, everyone, uh, and watching and listening. We super appreciate it. Again, hit subscribe and all the things, and uh, we will see you on Sunday. I thought I saw Penelope poke her head up over here, but she's definitely somewhere else, so I don't, I don't know what happened. She fucked off. Yeah, it's fine. Bye. <laughs>